Let's praise God for the worship team and the band. They do such a great job. Such a good job. In Deuteronomy chapter 5 is where you can find me tonight. Deuteronomy chapter 5. We're going to read verse 11. As uh, some of you may know, we are in the midst of a series. Um, and it's dealing with this idea of the Ten Commandments and just walking through in our Maker's instructions. Our Maker's instructions. And these are the instructions that He has given us. We're kind of walking through. And I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to be honest. At first glance, I wasn't that excited about preaching about the Ten Commandments. I mean, I know the preacher isn't supposed to say that, but I was like, the Ten Commandments? Come on, dog. That's all you got? But after I started looking at it, it's like, wow, the Ten Commandments? That's too much. I mean, it's, it's so, so rich. So to, tonight, I pray that as we look at these words, that God will give us fresh eyes and fresh ears to hear uh, a fresh word from him, and that he would bring new life to this age-old passage. Amen? Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 5, uh, verse 11. This is commandment 3. Uh, this is commandment 3. It says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. I'll read it again. Third commandment in our maker's instructions, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 11. And it says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. I remember uh, as we were sitting around every week, uh, Pastor uh, Greg Waybright and myself and Jeremy, we gathered together to kind of study the text and kind of walk through it. Because what we hear tonight, uh, they would have walked through the same passage in our 9 and 11 a.m. services and even our Saturday night services. So our whole congregation gets the chance to hear the same passage and we, we teach it in different ways. Uh, so as we were talking about the Ten Commandments, I mean, whenever we talk about number three... Uh, the one thing always comes in mind, I shall not take the name of that Lord in vain. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we all know what comes to mind, you know, just saying certain words or just kind of watch what I say. Right. Uh, and we thought of a, a catchy title for the sermon. Actually, it was all Greg Waybright's idea. Um, but, uh, we thought of a catchy title for the sermon. Uh, and it says, I, it's just not cussing. It's not just cussing. Uh, it's just not cussing. And then it'd be really cool if we like cussed at the end, but I wouldn't do that. I think Greg probably did it this morning. Nah, the lights would have been shut off if he'd done it this morning. We would have known that. But um, but it, it's just not about cussing. The third commandment is not just about cussing, but there's a weight here that, that God is calling us to. And it's my prayer that we will leave tonight carrying the weight that he's in, inviting us to be a part of. Uh, it, it opens up. I'm just going to take it piece by piece here. It says, you shall not take... The name of the Lord your God in vain. Some of the some of the uh, translations kind of say use or, uh, uh, but the best translations or the better translations uh, would 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 really paint a picture of saying this idea of taking or carrying 
the name of the Lord in vain. It's this idea of, 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 of a taking or possessing or carrying something. This idea of not necessarily just kind of using, but it's the picture of something that you carry and that you take and that's a part of you on a regular basis. You shall not take, you shall not carry, you shall not uh, partake and engage of the Lord's name in vain. You shall not carry the name of the Lord in vain. It, it, it's setting up this picture as I think about uh, uh, the, the picture that it's talking about, I want an idea of what we put on. Uh, 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 it's just this idea of me. Uh, many of us, we wear name brand stuff. I, I grew up, my mama didn't buy me, well, Walmart was our name brand. Uh, and, uh, or, or stuff like that, or Roses, or Dollar General, stuff like that. I, I used to ask my mama for, uh, I asked my mama for some cross colors. Y'all remember cross colors? Are y'all serious? Y'all remember cross colors? I thought like the two black people were going to be saying, yeah, but we got some, y'all remember cross colors? That is so cool. Cross colors, when they first came out, cross colors was like $70 for some jeans. And I remember asking my mama for some cross colors and I can't really say in church what she said back to me. Let's just say she struggled with the third commandment. But, um, (laughs) but, But, but we just didn't wear name brand stuff. But it's almost the idea in this passage of us wearing kind of like name brand stuff. If this was a, 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 a Giorgio Armani suit that I had on, it is not. But if it was, um, um, it, it, it's like that comes with a certain class or a certain caliber. And when you wear Giorgio Armani, it, it has a certain weight. And it's like when you wear that, there's a certain signature. There's a certain, you know, umph that comes with it. There's a certain status, a certain recognition. Even I would go as far as to say a certain respect that comes with Giorgio Armani. Even if you just got the cologne or if you can just get the key ring like I got. I just got the key ring and be like, yeah, it's all Giorgio, right? But, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. It's like it comes with a status and it's like this brand, this name that we carry. And it's this idea that they're talking about here that God is getting us to see. He says, don't carry the brand or the name of Christ in vain. Don't don't take the name. Don't carry the brand name, the name of Christ in vain. Uh, names means everything. Na- names mean everything. LaRosa and I are getting ready to have our second little baby, and we're already talking about names. And Amen. Yeah, I was excited too. Um, it, we're, we're already talking about names. We're already talking about names. And she, I'm, I'm pushing for Albert Jr., but she ain't having it. She's like, we don't need another Albert in this house. So, uh, so pray for my wife. But, um, <clears throat> She's going to be out on medicine, the nurse going to come in, and I'm going to be like, I'll take that, I'll sign it. Albert Jr. Then she wake up, I'll be walking in the, in the warehouse with a wheelchair. It'd just be crazy. But so, if you hear about some drama popping off in the Tate family and y'all don't see me for a little while, that's what it'll be. It'll be, he got his son. Uh, but um, but, but we're, we're talking about names, and she really wants the name to mean something, and I do too. Uh, 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 our, our little girl Zoe, it, it's a Greek word which means life. It comes out of scripture, uh, that divine life. That, that God talks about in the book of Genesis. That's her name. And we talk about names because names are so important. So we really wrestle over what names mean. And there are times in scripture where God even changes names. He changes names because Jacob, I, I think of Jacob, whose name meant uh, grabber uh, and, and trickster almost. And Jacob really lived up to his name. Uh, and he was always grabbing at stuff, spent his life grabbing something. But in that, in this, in this wrestling with God at, the, at, uh, at this place of Peniel, uh, God, uh, uh, tapped him and he had this amazing transforming experience with God and after this experience God said okay grabber you need another name 
you need another name. And he changed his name to Israel. He changed his name to Israel. And I think of Saul, uh, who, who was walk, going around persecuting Christians. And, and when Saul was on this Damascus road, how God knocked him off of his horse. And he had this transforming experience. And after this great transformation, God looked at Saul and said, okay, you need another name. And he changed his name after this experience. Paul, and, and it's amazing to me how, how significant and how important names are. And how God even took the ta- time to change names. Uh, This name Jesus that we talk about tonight, people even swear by it. Even today, when you go to court, they'll ask you to swear to this name. Uh, uh, It's on our our money, the word God and and this this whole thing. Uh, Back then, uh, Jesus' name, it was used to to solidify court documents, to solidify court statements. Swearing to that name was powerful and it held truth. And for the next few moments, I want to do a little a, a, a little exercise. I want to ask you guys, when I say the word Jesus, when I say the name Jesus, what are words that come to mind when I say that name? All right. In a few minutes, I want you to just think about it. When I say the name Jesus, what are a few words that come to mind? Uh, try to stick it to one or two words that come to mind when I say the word Jesus. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all good? This means yes. This means no. Yes. Good. All right. All right. Jesus. What comes to mind? Somebody show, Somebody spit some out. Overcomer. Overcomer. Let's get that up there. Overcomer. What else we got? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. What are some other words that come to mind? Savior. Shepherd. That's good. Integrity. Love. Messiah. Friend. Friend. That's good. I like that. What's that? Teacher. Grace. King. Life. What's that? Crucifixion. All right. Anybody else? Elohim. What are some adjectives that describe God? What are some adjectives that describe God? Hey, how you doing? Light. Almighty. Personal. Merciful. That's good. Just, I like that. Humble, holy, powerful, acceptance, savior. What did you say? What did he say? It's too many. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All right, humble, just, meek. All right, this is good. This is good. Blessed. All right, so when we talk about the name Jesus, I'm sure for many of us, this comes to mind in many other words. Let's look at this. Overcomer, Emmanuel, Savior, Shepherd, uh, Integrity, Love, Messiah, Teacher, Friend, Grace, King, Life, Elohim, Almighty, Merciful, Holy, Just, Humble, Meek. These are all the things that are part of his name Brand. These are all of the things that come with his name. These are the things that, 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 that we wear daily that he's calling us to. And here's the picture. This is what he's saying. He's saying, don't take the wearing of his name. So it, it's, it's this idea that we as Christians, we as believers, we wear his name. 
We wear his name. He says, don't take, don't carry, don't call. He says, he says, we wear his name. We represent his name. And his name is really embraceful and it embodies all of these things. Overcomer, Emmanuel, Savior, Shepherd, Integrity, Love, Messiah, Teacher, Friend, Grace, King, Life, Almighty, Merciful, Holy, Just, Humble, Meek, Blessed. He says, you wear this As we take his name as believers, as Christians, Christ, those who say we name the name of Jesus Christ, we carry and we wear his name. And all all of these things go along with his name. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, all right. So it's the equivalent of me coming to preach and I I take off my jacket and I have on a Viagra t-shirt. Right? Now, immediately, Viagra has a certain connotation. And it has a brand. It, it's known for certain things. Don't act like y'all don't know what it's known for. <laughs> don't be acting all deep with me now. Y'all didn't get this, so I got to go another way. Y'all got to help y'all. I'm, I'm in your neighborhood now, right? So, or, or, or it's like uh, if I came up with, uh, with, with, with a Budweiser t-shirt and I took it off. And it has, it has certain connotations. Some of you say that's my favorite beer. Some of you say... They have great commercials. Some of you say, I hate drinking. I hate, I, I hate alcohol, but it comes with a certain package. It, com- it comes with certain connotations. And what I'm saying is that when we take on the name of Christ, when we take on the name of Jesus, that too should come with certain connotations. It comes with a certain lifestyle. It comes with a certain way of living. It comes with a certain uh, a standard. It comes with a certain level of integrity. His name comes with those things. And when we say we name the name of Jesus Christ and we're his representation in the earth and we take on the name of Jesus Christ, we take on his name as well as his attributes. We take on his name as well as his brand. So those things that come to mind when you think of Jesus, as we wear him, as we carry his name, as we take his name, we should represent those attributes. Those same connotations, those same types of associations should come now with our lives because we've taken our lives and submitted it to Jesus Christ and we now carry the name of Jesus Christ on our lives. So when you see Albert, you just don't see Albert, you should see Jesus. And what we know of Jesus is that when you see Jesus, these things aren't far behind. Have I lost you tonight? Colossians paints a beautiful picture. Colossians chapter 3. Listen to these words as I read. He says, put put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self. You've taken that off with its practices and have put on, get the picture, the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Then here it is, verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Somebody say, put that on. Come on, say, put that on. 
kindness and humility, meekness and patience, bearing against one another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love. Oh, come on. Y'all got to talk back to me tonight. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. It brings the image. It brings everything together. Everything that you're trying to put on, it binds it and it pulls it together in perfect harmony. It, It pulls together a real nice suit. With the yellow stripes, with a yellow tie to bring out the light yellow stripe in the suit. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything In the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Colossians, he's he's basically he's basically teaching you how to undress and teaching you how to dress. Because in this in this way of Christ, we have to, I don't care who you are, I don't care where you come from, there's some things you gotta take off. There's some, there's some anger and some malice, some distrust, some immorality, some idolatry, some things that you have to take off. And he's saying, as you take these things off, I am not going to leave you naked. Thank you, Jesus. We'd be in trouble tonight. I am not going to leave you naked. But then he says, put on forgiveness. Put on righteousness. Put on love. And he says, and allow love to pull it all together. It's like a good button. Uh, uh, like a good zipper. Allow that love to be the seal that brings it all together. So back to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy says, Deuteronomy says, chapter 5, verse 11, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God, here it is, in vain. So we, we get the picture of what it means to take, to take and carry the name of All those attributes to take and carry the name of the Lord. And now he says, as you take it and as you carry this name and all the brand that comes with it, don't do it in vain. Don't do it in vain. Don't carry it in vain. Here, this word vain really translates. He says, don't do it lightly. Don't do it without substance. Don't, 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 don't let it be something that just kind of happens vicariously. He says, I want you to take, carry, put on the name of Jesus Christ. He says, but as you take and as you carry, don't do it without intention. Don't do it without substance. Don't do it lightly. My wife, my wife, every, every morning, uh, uh, she gets up and she goes to work and she's always so well put together, so well, so well dressed. And, and about six o'clock on the evening before she gets ready to go to work, the, 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 this journey starts. This journey of what in the world is she gonna wear in the morning? And I, and, and it's, I, I mean, and I can tell, and I know I'm about to lose my wife for the next hour and a half because she's about to go in her, what am I gonna wear mode? And that can get, I tried to go down that street with her and you just get lost. Cause you say, well, babe, what about that shirt? She's like, that shirt don't even, never mind. I'm sorry. I say that I even brought it up. But she goes through and she begins to intentionally, very thoughtfully 
begin to work out what she's going to wear. And she'll just come in. Sometimes I just walk in the room and she'll just stand in the closet. Just stand just looking. I said, the problem is you got too many clothes. You got too many options. If we took away half the options, then you wouldn't have no problem. That didn't fly over too well. She's like, no, I need more. <laughs> so she does be looking and she put this and put that and put that. Through. No, that don't work. Put that, put this, put that. And then she'll go put it on. Oh, that's good, but I need to change it. I mean, and she does go through this very meticulous thought process as she gets dressed. Her husband, on the other hand, I just find the cleanest thing on the floor or close by the bed. I grab it, put it on, and I'm off to work. You know what I mean? Very unintentional, very thoughtless. You know what I mean? Tonight, I, it took me three weeks to put this together, right? I've been working on this since Christmas. It's been a long time. You know, I was like, yeah, that night it's going to look good, you know? But other than that, if, it's, if it doesn't smell... Too bad. And if I can do like this and get most of the wrinkles out, you know what I mean? And if I put on a t-shirt, it's wrinkled, but I just put on a jacket, you know what I mean? Cover it up, then I'm straight. I'm out the door. Bam. I woke up five minutes, five minutes later, I'm out the house. No thought at all. The commandment here, and what it's saying is not just talking about cussing, but what he's saying is, don't wear the name of Jesus Christ like Albert gets dressed every morning. Don't, don't, don't put on the name of Christ and don't carry his name thoughtlessly, without intention, without substance, without worth or value. Don't just get up as believers and just go to and fro and just go and just live your life without taking time to pause and walk in the weightiness that comes with the knowledge of knowing that I carry the name of Christ. As a believer, as a Christian, I carry his name. And in every moment, I have an opportunity to represent him or misrepresent him. In every encounter with someone, in every, in every moment at my job, I have an opportunity to represent him well or to misrepresent him. So don't wake up and live your life and live your life carefully without taking into consideration that you represent the name of Christ. In Corinthians, it says we are ambassadors of Christ. The picture here is it's almost as if we are the billboards of Christ. We are his representation. We are his advertisement in the earth. People see him through our lives. People see him through the way we live. People see him through the way we talk. People see him through the way we give. People see him through the way that we argue. People see him in the way, in the way we come together. People see him through the way we disagree. People see him through us. And he's saying, don't do it lightly. Don't, don't just live vicariously thinking, thinking that no one is watching, no one is paying attention, and that the name that you carry is insignificant. Don't do it like me. Don't wake up and just go to work. Don't just go and live in relationship with people without recognizing and taking time to consider that I represent Christ, and am I representing Him well in every area? Every situation, every moment of the day, don't take on, don't put on the name of Christ. Don't put on the name of Christ. Don't carry it in vain. Don't be a wasted bag of bones and skin with Christian on your forehead. Because honestly, there's some people who say that they're Christians. I wish they'd take the bumper sticker off their car because they're not representing us well. There's some people that I wish would just leave off the fact that they're believers of Jesus Christ because they make us look bad. And to be honest, if we were to be real transparent in this room tonight, the church has done a pretty poor job of making Christ look bad. 
If you were to canvas the city streets, even of Pasadena, even of this neighborhood, I wouldn't be amazed to see our report card as a church. And how have we done? What's our reputation? What's our reputation in the earth? When people see us, what are we known for? Let's just be honest tonight. We're known for hating gays and hating abortion. And loving Republicans. Hello? If we were just to pull back the lens, if we were just to listen to the political pundits, I'm just going to be honest tonight, that's a, the big scope of our reputation. Now, I know I'm, I'm, I'm using, I'm, I'm stroking with a broad brush, but when you're preaching, that's what you can do. All right? If I was in a class in Fuller, you could push back. Not tonight. All right? But no, but no. But, but at, this, at the same time, I invite you. But as I look from my personal lens and from my personal convictions, we have done a terrible job. And the first one in that line to get an F is Albert S. Tate Jr. I wrestled all week thinking about, God, is this really what they're saying? I'd rather this be about just cussing. Because that's a whole lot easier. You mean every moment of the day, every conversation, every engagement, I need to consider that I wear, that I carry the name of Jesus Christ, and at a moment's notice, I can represent him well or misrepresent him? Oh, what a weight to live under. And he closes the verse. He says, and I will not hold you guiltless who takes his name in vain. In other words, he's saying this isn't some extracurricular rule. This isn't something that I'm just throwing out for you to think of and ponder and consider. He says, I will hold you accountable for the truth that lies within this word. Friends, for those of us in this room who name the name of Jesus Christ and we say we are believers, we have a responsibility to put on the name of Christ and to wear it well. It's a lot of pressure. And it's weighty. And to be honest, it should convict you. It should make you stop, pause, and think. This weekend, I spent the weekend in Oakland. I honestly just got back about an hour or so ago. And I spent the whole weekend wrestling with this message. And in my conversations, and even when I was hanging out with a couple of my friends and just kind of shooting around and just kind of talking crazy, this message was ringing in the back of my ear and just saying, how are you representing me? Even in your conversation, even in your interaction, how are you representing me? It is my prayer that we would pause and consider the weight of this commandment. As we prepare to close tonight. One of the great things about this is that he loves us enough. To give us his name. He loves us enough. To give us his name. Because I don't know about you. But I needed a new name. I I needed a new name. Because I'm sure. you, You probably didn't do a lot of stuff that I did. But I'm telling you. I lived a very immoral life. I lived a very dishonest life. I lived a very ungodly life. And when I came to him, I came to him with a tarnished name, with a stained life that was stained with sin. And I said, God, I want to start over. I want to experience your forgiveness. And he blessed me and gave me little old unworthy Albert Tate his name and said, I will call you a son of God. 
You are a Christian. You have the privilege of being able to carry my name. You may be in here tonight and you may say, I got a bad name. You may say, I got, I got a tarnished name. Tonight I want you to know that God has a new name for you. God has a new name for you. The second thing, second thing he does is, I love it, in, in that passage in Colossians, it's, it's literally the picture of him giving us the freedom, him giving us the freedom to take off all the old stuff. I'm telling you, I, I, I lived a life, I don't, I don't want to talk about the life that you live, but I lived a life where I needed to be able to take off some old stuff. Because friends, many of us in church, our habit is we try to put on new stuff over the old stuff in the hope that nobody will notice the old stuff. But the problem is the old stuff always comes back. It always shows up. And you may be in here and you may be trying to put on new stuff and trying to cover up old stuff. And let me go ahead and help you and let me save you some time. That will not work. You may have a, a, an addiction or a struggle that, that stains your life. And instead of exposing it and trying to deal with it, you've just been trying to cover it up. Let me save you some time. That will not work. But what does work is if you trust him, if you trust him enough to take off the old stuff, he'll give you a new He'll, he'll, he'll change your clothes. He'll, he'll give you a new name. He'll give you his name. And it comes with the reputation that you didn't earn. It comes with a reputation and it comes with attributes that you, that, you didn't, that you didn't ever have. But you get an opportunity of wearing it and claiming it as your own. Because that's what the cross did for us. He took the place we should have had. And he says, I'm going to put you in the place that you shouldn't have had. That's in the place of righteousness. Right standing with me. So tonight you may say, I need a new name. But you may say, Albert, I've, I've taken the new name, but to be honest, I've, I've just been putting new stuff over old stuff, and I need to change my clothes. Not only is there a weight that comes with this name, but there's a freedom. There's a freedom that comes with this name. And tonight, if you want to be free, I challenge you. Take off the old clothes and put on the new clothes. And wear the name of Jesus Christ. And don't take his name in vain. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's pray. God, help us tonight. God, uh... Honestly, as a, as a preacher, as a pastor here at Lake Avenue Church, this message has really challenged me at my core. God, it's really challenging how I communicate with my brothers and sisters, how I live. It's, it's challenging some of the things that I do, some of the things that I say, some of the places that I go. God, you, this message is really challenging me, and, my, and, I, and I pray that it will challenge all of us tonight. God, I pray. That we will not take, carry, wear your name without fault, without substance. That we won't carry our role as Christians lightly. And God, I pray for those who are in this room that say, I, 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 don't, I don't have the name, but I want it. I want it. I need a new name. God, you're well able to do that tonight. 
And for those that say, I got some old stuff that I've been holding on to. God, I pray that you would give them the strength to let those things go tonight. God, I pray that you would do a work in our hearts tonight that only you can do. Speak, Lord. In Jesus' name. With your heads bowed and with your eyes closed, we're just going to sit in silence for just a few moments. And Darla's going to come and she's going to lead us in a prayer of confession. And if any of these areas fit where you are tonight, if you want to say, I want to be more conscious, I don't want to take his name in vain, or I want to take on his name, or I want to put off some old stuff and put on some new stuff, I invite you to share in this confessional time uh, as Darla leads us tonight. Father, be with us in Jesus' name.